get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kiley. It's Rivers and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line, where we are happy to be joined by Danny Mack. He's the host of Scoops with Danny Mack. Weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. And, of course, he's a Cardinals broadcaster as well. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing fantastic. Let's start with the news of the day yesterday, Dan. We talked a little bit about it earlier, but let's kind of dive in a little deeper now. The the proposal from Major League Baseball to the players. Now, I saw a quote in The Athletic from one of the agents for the players. Quote, I've never seen a collective response like I'm seeing today from the players. They are livid. Another one says, basically, this has become a right back at you, screw you type of a situation, adding that they're playing a dangerous game of chicken. What did you make of the initial proposal for economic ramifications from the owners to the players? It's a tough day for baseball. I think it's a tough day to be a fan and try to be upbeat when you hear the news of the NHL agreeing to, to come back and their economic situation is fine. We'll see if they can get through all the testing and the safety protocols. And more and more, it looks like the NBA is coming back. And if you're a baseball fan, especially this day and age, BK, you just don't want to hear about the money. And it's no surprise the union did, did not take kindly to that first proposal from the from the MLB. And the thing I, I get concerned about is it's, it's just time. You know, there's not a lot of time to get this done. I would consider June 1st to be maybe a soft deadline, and then you'd go into the first week of June to be the quote-unquote hard deadline to get this thing done. And there's a lot of work to be done. I, I just... I'm still optimistic because I just don't think either side, if it comes down to the money, can let this situation go by the wayside and say that you're not going to have meaningful games for what would be 17 or 18 months. I just don't see that happening. I really don't. So, Danny, look, I've been going back and forth with this all day, and I'm just sort of down on both sides when it comes to this negotiation. I think that it's been handled poorly from the players as well as the owners. But in your own opinion, who has more work to do in this uh, this agreement? Because right now the owners are talking about this sliding scale for payments or for salaries, but yet they're not really disclosing how much money they actually make, which is what you would base the scale off of because you'd say, hey, we're losing revenue here, so the scale has to slide down, or we're doing good here, now we can scale up. I mean, what do we got? Who's got to do the most work in this agreement to make it happen? 
I would assume both, and that's why I said it's a, a tough day if you're a baseball fan. It was a bad day because it was, there was a lot of negativity that, that went along with this, and now, you know, do, do you look at deferred payments potentially for players? Uh, is that something that would be on the table? Um, they, they've really put the pressure in that first proposal, at least from my opinion, on the top-end players. So your Garrett Coles of the world, your, your Mike Trouts, those that are uh, top-heavy, if you will, in, in salary, they're going to ask them to take the most significant cuts in, in what they make um, for, for you know their their time, and, and obviously it's thirty six million, thirty million dollars being cut down uh, considerably. Your, your lesser guys, you know, those that make one below one million, it's about sixty five percent of the the players' association. They're going to get cut, but not nearly as bad, clearly, as though at the, those at the top. So you, you're putting a lot of pressure, at least from the outside looking in on, you know, the guys that are making a lot of money and saying, okay, you, you know, here's your union brother and you want to you take care of everybody. Well, now this, this is your chance. I, I would just say it's no one looks good. You know, you're, you're a fan out there. You love sports. You want to see sports back like we all do. Um, and you're trying to play the, the blame game. I, I'm not sure you can go either way and say this one's right and this one's wrong. I, I just think there's too much to lose and you got to come together and make this thing happen. So, Danny, based on the fact that, yeah, the big money guys are going to stand to lose a lot more. Now, percentage-wise, it's all relative to the, the lower salary guys, but the big guys are the ones with the big bank accounts. Do you see a scenario where star players across the league just say, ah, you know what? Screw it. It ain't worth it. I'm just going to take the year off. This is a pain in the neck anyways. Yeah, I'll lose my $7 million, but I'm probably going to make that up in an endorsement somewhere along the way, so I'm out. I could see it. Yeah, I think anything's on the table. Um, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if you saw it in the NBA as well. You know, if the NBA came back and guys just said, you know, for the amount of money and the time that I'm expected to go do this, is it really worth it? You know, the safety protocols, is it worth it? Um, I've been saying that from day one. I could see high-end guys. And, and, and look, if it's about the safety and the health issues, I don't blame them. But if it comes down to money, uh, people are, are just not going to that, – that's just not going to fly. You know, if it's about totally 100% the money, uh, the general public is going to say, let's get this thing done, figured out, and get back on the field. And, again, just look at it from, you know, in two weeks from now, if you're not on the field or at least there's not an agreement, you know, you've got the NBA potentially, the NHL we know if everything goes to plan coming back, and you're going to have that window of the American uh, sports fan watching really worldwide, a lot of people watching. It's a global game in, in certain respects, um, watching the best parts of their season, which is the playoffs. And really, we, we have not seen in baseball a meaningful game in, in, you know, since Game 7 of the World Series. So you're 17 to 18 months off if all goes to plan and you're back to spring training next year, which we just don't know. I think you, you have to look at it, though. It's just one season. And where are we when we come out of this in the betterment of the game? And I would hope that those big-end players that you're talking about, the big stars that people want to see, would say, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with the safety protocols. I'm comfortable with the health issues. 
we're taking care of as much as we can be. Uh, I'm willing to sacrifice whatever I need to do to get back on the field. Now, that that's me saying it. I have a vested interest in this. I want to go back to work. Uh, a lot of people are saying that, but uh, you know, I'm not the one that that has to take that massive uh, massive of a cut. I, I get it, but they're important to the game, and and people want to see the best players play. We're talking with Dan McLaughlin. He's the host of Scoops with Danny Mac weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at Danny Mac TV. Dan, you talked about the future of the game, and I want to ask you about the future of the minors for a second because the A's yesterday informed their minor league players that they're not going to be paid their $400 per week they were promised after the end of this month. What does the future of minor league baseball look like at this point? Well, there's a lot of teams on the the chopping block anyway, and so that becomes easier to eliminate those teams, which is something that uh, Major League Baseball was looking to do. The future, immediately, uh, even though it hasn't been made official, I would have to say, if you see that happening and kind of read the tea leaves of where we're at in the country, and you know we're we're barely able to maybe get professional sports back on the highest level, well, the the minor leagues are not going to come back this year. So, the trickle-down effect with this could be massive. You know, I, I think about player development. The Cardinals themselves have Dylan Carlson, uh, Matthew Libertor, Nolan Gorman. These are all very top-end, high-end prospects that you could see in the big leagues, certainly in Dylan Carlson's case this year. Uh, Nolan Gorman is a year or two away. Libertor is not that far away. Um, now, I would assume that some of these minor league players, the top prospects, would be part of that 50-man expansion that you would have in the taxi squad. So you'd have inter-squad games or able to see live BP travel with the club potentially uh, get a taste of the big league life but that's not the competition of playing every day in the summer so it's it's I think we won't know the true answer to that BK until uh, maybe a year or two from now on development aspect of players but it's going to be a hit and um, and I feel for those that are in minor league baseball that uh, are the families that are, a lot of these are kind of like family-run businesses and your mom and pop stops and uh, and they need people in the seats. They don't have the TV contract. They don't have the huge revenue coming in on media. So uh, it's going to be a, a really, really tough business to get back going. It, it will go. I mean, it's going to happen. But uh, some of these teams just aren't going to be able to survive, I would assume. Dan, final question that I've got for you. In terms of let's try to look at the optimistic side of things. What is giving you optimism right now? Like other than just having hope, having belief that baseball will eventually figure this out. Where's the optimism coming for you? Talking to players that they really want to play, um, you know, those that I've talked to, whether it be on the air or behind the scenes, uh, people I've talked to behind the scenes, they all want to play. Everybody, I, there's not one person that said to me, I don't want to play. We should just bag this thing and, you know, go into 2021. Not one has said that. So the optimism is that there's too much to lose. And, you know, it's not only this year, but kind of what I was saying before, just the entire look at at baseball and and go beyond this year and have a big picture look at it, there's just so much to lose that I don't think they can afford to do this, especially if it comes down to money. Now, if somebody said to me that, hey, you know, we couldn't get the safety protocols right, I get it. Then it's not worth the risk, you know, for certain people. Other people, it might be. Um, But the other optimism I have is that the lower-end players haven't had that big bite at the apple, and they want to make money. And the, the 
window to do that is probably three to four years on average for a major league player. Now, we're not talking about guys that play 10 or 15 years or have the $200 million contracts. We're talking about those that are, you know, not scrapping to get by and make it in Major League Baseball, but those where it doesn't come easy, and this is their window to make that money. So that's why I, I hold optimism. And I go back to this. I think you have to have a firm date in mind to try to get this done. And whether it's June 1st or June 5th or whatever, uh, I know the players want to have more games to make more money. If that is a, a, an issue for them, then they need to get back on the field as soon as possible to have spring training, start the season as early as they can, because the further you push this back, the shorter amount of time you have to get games in. So all those factors coming in, I, I just I, I've got to keep faith that, hey, yesterday was just one of those days where you start the negotiating, and sometimes it's ugly, and you get into a room and you hammer this thing out. And I, I do believe cooler heads will prevail and we will have baseball. I, I, I just can't see him not doing it. I really can't. He's Dan McLaughlin. You can hear him weekdays from 10 to 11 o'clock now from on 101 ESPN. He's the host of Scoops with Danny Mac. You can follow him on Twitter. He posts all of his podcasts there as well, at Danny Mac TV. Dan, you're the best man. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Okay, guys. Thanks. Appreciate it.